the Right Honorable Joshua Guy, Ambassador Plenipotentiary to Dilbia, was smoking tobacco in a pipe, an old-fashioned and villainous habit for such a conservative and respected gentleman. The fumes from the pipe made John Tardy cough and strangle. Or perhaps it was the fumes combined with what the Right Honorable Josh Guy had just said. Sir, wheezed John Tardy. Sorry, said the dapper little diplomat. Thought you heard me the first time. He knocked his devil of a pipe out in a hand-carved bowl of some native Dilbian wood, where the coal continued to smolder and stink only slightly less objectionably than it had before. What I said was that, naturally, as soon as we knew you were safely drafted for the job, we let out word to the Dilbians that you were deeply attached to the girl, in love with her, in fact. John gulped air. Both men were talking Dilbian to exercise the command of the language John had had hypnoed into him on his way here from the Belt Stars, and the Dilbian nickname for the missing Earthian girl sociologist came from his lips automatically. With this greasy face? Miss Ty Lamork, corrected Joshua, smoothly slipping into basic and then out again. This is Dark and Stormy Nights, the podcast where we read the first page, and only the first page, of every novel ever written. I'm your host, Ben Blackberg. And I'm your other host, Ben LeBate. And our book tonight is Spatial Delivery by Gordon R. Dixon, published in 1979, and suggested to us by Declan McCarthy from the library of At Alien Rosie on Twitter. And our guest tonight, again, is Hannah Colbert. Hello. Hello. It's me again. Welcome. <laughs> Happy to be here. I'm excited. This seems like a, a spicy one. <laughs> yeah. Are are any of us even kind of familiar with this? No. <laughs> I am not. I Googled it and I read a little bit about it. Um, but no, I'd never heard of this. <laughs> well, uh, I'm excited to stick with the format that we we never diverge from of looking very closely at this first page um, and also cover. Uh, I mean, it does, it raises a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of rich ore that we can mm-hmm. speculate upon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, to answer your your question, Vin, I, I, I know the name Gordon R. Dixon, but if, if you told me like, oh, you know that author, uh, Gordon B. Dixon, I'd be like, oh yes, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one uh, of those names. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't know if the R makes it less or more specific. Um, uh, yes, I don't I don't know that I've ever read anything by him. Uh, I'm curious, though, Hannah, you said so like, in what order did you look at this, these materials? Did you go cover first page Google or I, I think I Googled it first because mm-hmm. I was looking at kind of the potential uh, title possibilities. And I was like, you know, what's something that I'm going to take interest in and feel like I have some uh, some authority to talk about. And uh, I, I think what I saw about this book was that mail is involved, like like postal mail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, uh, I do a lot of postal mailing. So I just thought, you know, <laughs> it's a natural fit. If I'm not mistaken, I feel like there might be a thing where there's like a bear that is delivering mail. But this is a science fiction thing, so it's like a planet where there's bear people. Um, I'm assuming that's the Dilbian planet. I'm guessing that Dilbians must be the bear people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the vibe I'm getting. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, I have a lot of like after reading the first page, it's interesting because the first time I read it, I um, interpreted it like a little bit one way. And the second time I was like, oh, actually, I think that was incorrect. And I, yeah, I, I just have so many questions. <laughs> yes. Well, we probably won't answer most of them. Uh, yeah, but we'll have fun, you know, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is funny. <clears throat> I, I will say that I, uh, I I had this page mixed up in my notes for a moment, and for a minute I thought I was reading uh, some other book that we will perhaps read together. Uh, I'll leave that for mystery. Wait, is this coming out first, or is the other one coming out first, Ben? The other one is. Okay, in that case. Uh, yes, uh, I, I picked this page up, and I thought I was reading Goosebumps for a moment. Oh my uh, god! And I was very excited because I was like, "Goosebumps is totally different than I expected." Yeah, um, Goosebumps rips ass. Like, <laughs> oh my, there's like aliens who look like bears, and no. But actually, it's funny coming from the cover where like there is a man who is sitting in a chair that is being carried on the back of a bear-like alien in a harness. Um, that just gives me real like Chewbacca vibes mm-hmm. from the the whole setup. Which is funny because Googling Gordon R. Dixon, uh, his Wikipedia page mentions that like one of his stories has a basically laser sword uh, and it was illustrated in an issue of a magazine that had a story by someone else that Lucas said that he used to read. Mm. So people theorize that like maybe that is where the, the lightsaber comes from. It's kind of funny to think that like, oh, and maybe also uh, Wookiees, but no. Um I mean, you never know. This does, to me, seem like it would be a buddy comedy where we've got this, you know, Earth man who, you know, I'm sure he's got his, you know, idiosyncrasies and this space bear who's maybe a straight-laced postal service worker who have to put aside their differences to rescue Gracie Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my, my brief amount of research indicates that this novel is part of a... There's two novels and a short story set in this on this planet and there's a collection of those three works which is entitled the right to arm bears i love that oh my god this guy was ahead of his time Hmm. uh yeah i'm not sure if we can top that information (laughs) so uh there's there's another little factoid that i have in the chamber for when we get a little farther on that might top that information actually well i just like i i yeah, I, I want to speculate about this book a little more because, like, I'm I'm curious. The first time I read this, I thought that the main character, who I'm I'm assuming this guy on the first page is the main character, the one who's John Tardy. Uh, yes, John Tardy. I assumed was the main guy. When I first read the page, I assumed, oh, so he's in love with this girl, Greasy Face, but he's you know shy about it, and he's like surprised to have it called out. But having read the page again, it's like, okay, no, I don't think he is. I think it's some sort of, it's part of this, maybe there's some espionage taking place or some, Mm -hmm. you know, secrecy, but they're telling people on the planet that he's in love with this girl who I'm assuming he's actually never met. Mm -hmm. That's my vibe on a second read through. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. That's, uh, that that second read through is exactly uh, what I assume uh, I have a, a Wikipedia page uh, with the summary of this novel opened up, but I haven't read it yet. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for that. that that'll that be my treat uh, after. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yes, I definitely get the sense that it is funny because like, so there's two characters here. One who is like, uh, he sounds kind of put together and, and 
a little suave, maybe with a pipe. Um, the pipe smoking diplomat, or yeah, he strikes me as a little bit as a comedic character. You know, a little um, like maybe he thinks he's a little fancier than he is, uh-huh. or like he thinks he's more suave than he is. I don't know. Yeah, the thing that the thing that kind of throws me about this page is that they're both kind of comedically pathetic, mm-hmm. and I like. I read the first paragraph and I was like, okay, here's this mm-hmm. foppish, <laughs> uh, like dapper little diplomat. Mm-hmm. So the next person I will meet is the foil for that character. But this person is also ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, like neither of them come off uh, as the like aspirational heroic figure uh, that, that you might expect to read. Uh, in a mm. or the or the like grounded like see through the bullshit figure mm-hmm. that you might also get. Yeah, I have trouble getting a read on John Tardy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting a read on um on our little diplomat guy a little bit, but John to me is a mystery. I mean, what I know about him is that he, uh, what's the word? He's been hypnoed into learning a language, so that's interesting. They must have a concept where they can hypnotize languages into people and yeah he's he's looking for this sociologist but like yeah there's really like i yeah so far i don't know what to infer about uh about john tardy just yet Mm -hmm. but so it is that that also raises a very interesting point about like uh in the first three paragraphs like this could be you know a historical novel about you know, British diplomacy uh, in the East uh, until you get like hypnoed the language into him and the journey from the belt stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing very science fictional about this. It's just like, maybe like you say, uh, a little foppish character. And uh, I think with John, like the read that I got on him so far, besides his like coughing uh, as a character uh, point, is that like he's just out of his depth. Yeah, that's true. In a way. Yeah. So like, but that's, that, I mean, I guess that's what I was trying to say before that like, if I'm a, uh, do you, you ever hear this, the joke, uh, what's the golden age of science fiction? Um, 14? Yes. Yeah. That's, oh, yes. I see. So you know, like, imagine being like a 14 year old boy and like opening this up and being like, oh, like, like what cool space ranger am I going to be? You know, you're, you're too, you're too old for, uh, R.L. Stein, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're you're ready mm-hmm. to be a space ranger still in some ways. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Like neither of these characters is like that's the one I want to be, which is also I think kind of funny because the cover. Just to mm-hmm. look at that briefly, um, I've already sort of described a little bit of the picture, but the the tagline: On Earth, he was a decathlon winning athlete. On Dilbia, he's the half pint posted. Um, Okay, but like, which is funny because like, if you told me, oh, this guy, John Tardy, he's a decathlon winning athlete, I'd be like, him? On this page? Or, yeah, like this guy, or or like... I'll, I'll keep in mind never to cough in front of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're like assuming he's got like rickets already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, he just, he, he, I mean, the thing is like, w- when I say that he is not aspirational, I, I mean like, he comes off like I would in a book. Yeah, okay, like, see... Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm I'm like I'm already just like hoping you're right because I that makes me want to read it because I love that kind of I I mean, you know, I like uh I mean, honestly reading this page, what I thought of was um Terry Pratchett mm. and some of his books um like 
I mean, I was thinking of going Postal, which is one of my favorite books ever, um, which, <laughs> mm-hmm. of course, also has a male, uh, mm-hmm. postal male theme. And um, yeah, like just that that right off the bat, like with this book, like it feels like it's going to be silly um, and it feels like it's not, you know, I mean, it feels like it's it's almost kind of goofing on us, even with some of the the words that it's, you well, the fake words that it's using, like, um, oh, you know, what? I'm going to make myself look like a fool because what if it's a real word but plenipotentiary mm. i think that it's a real word but it's one of those words that's still bullshit uh, I mean, right well all, all, all words are made up uh. i'm an ignoramus <laughs> i don't i don't know my words but i mean dilbia i mean dilbia sounds silly mm-hmm. and um yeah i don't know I, I it feels like right from the it's interesting because the cover i don't think i would look at the cover and think that it was tongue-in-cheek i would think the cover looked campy mm-hmm but reading the first page, it seems like the author, I think, is is writing a comedy. I'm mm-hmm. that's the vibe, mm-hmm. and I mean the tagline gives you that too. But the cover art looks pretty. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a bit out there, but it it looks kind of cool and like yeah. I wouldn't know for sure that it wasn't yeah uh, serious. Like, like it could go either way, right? About yeah. Like, but I I, yeah. I I think I do it's, like oh, Servant. Well, it's like the style is what we would call retrofuturism mm. but given the date yeah y- you sort of have to guess whether it's actually just that old style or whether it's the sort of ironic retrofuturism of that like comically sleek rocket yeah and like big goofy bear dudes i mean it, but it's interesting because there are covers from the 70s that were you know not meant to make me laugh at all that are fantasy and sci-fi covers, especially mm-hmm. that are. I think you look at them now, and it's like this is very funny. Yeah. But this, like, you know, I, looking at this, I would be like, this looks a bit silly. But I've seen goofier mm-hmm. '70s covers for much more. Uh, I mean, serious, quote unquote, books. Hmm. Yeah. The, the the fact that this is a uh, or the the edition that we are looking at is that uh, Ace Publishing, like. Like Ace is kind of all over there. <laughs> like mm. it's it's got a lot of like silly pulp, and it's got a lot of like more serious uh, works. Let's say, um, yeah. Although it's curious, I do wonder. Like there's something about that. I wonder. Oh man, you guys ever read the? Uh, uh, William Gibson has a story called the Gernsback Continuum. It's 1981. Okay, that's what I was looking up. Uh, it's about a guy who goes around taking photos of retrofuturism, or like perhaps <laughs> like just futurism uh, from mm. the uh, so 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 not people like building new ray guns, but like old gas stations that were designed with like a lot of neon and and chrome. Uh, and then he gets so into that mindset that he starts to like mentally slip into uh, a different world. Hmm. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, but like, also, it's it's kind of like a terrible place to go. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of funny. Like, I, I, I yeah, I, I wonder if sometimes in these episodes, I feel like we hit on uh, what we want to say about the book, and then we just repeat that in different ways for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> but there is something about like I like. I wonder if this is straight or ironic. Like, is this cover campy or is it just like eh, we had a picture of a spaceship and we kind of liked it, so. You know, we went with that. I mean, the more I look at the cover, the more I like the cover. Like, at first I was just like, it's nice. But like, the more I look at it, I'm like, look at like that lovely, subtle gradation on that rocket. And like the 
fact that they've chosen such like rich jewel tones like mm-hmm. it's it's a very attractive and it does it, it calls to mind to, for me at least like yeah actually sci-fi art from the 50s mm-hmm. or just like illustration and art from the 50s in general mm-hmm. like and i love that it's uh you know i love uh i love a fantasy or sci-fi that's colorful and silly as mm-hmm. opposed to uh you know gritty I mean, not mm-hmm. that I don't like anything gritty, but you know, it's it's refreshing to have like that uh, that lovely pop of color there. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm I'm really vibing. It's very warm, yeah, which is unusual for like most generations of sci-fi. Like we are we are uh, like along those lines, we are not in a space station or we're not at a uh, a starport, right? Like right. behind behind this, you know, this spaceship. Like we have a nice like the. The, the the deep background is all these big mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that also kind of, in a way, <laughs> I don't want to say anything about composition with an artist here, but like there's a uh, there's a certain uh, paralleling of like the the tall ship and the tall mountain right to its right, and then the taller ones to the left. Like it's a nice like step. Like it it looks a little organic, which I yeah. I, I think uh, someone else may have already said. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tr- it's an attractive, inviting cover, mm-hmm. and like the more I look at the figures, actually, the more I am kind of like, okay, maybe there are more hints here, actually, that this is comedy. Like, uh, but then again, it's so hard because again, like there there is so much, there are so many unintentionally extremely funny and campy covers out there, but like the way that the the figures uh who are like below the bears are posed Mm -hmm. like that's very funny me just like the standing with your hand on your hips like Mm -hmm. it's cheesy in a good way and i mean i think uh, the 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 guy without a cape has a very nice ass uh oh yeah uh, let me let me let me zoom in on that i you know i wasn't paying attention but now that you've said it the turn of the calf is very attractive and mustache like Mm -hmm. i you know that he could be like he could I, i think so yeah let me zoom in uh like it's a little uh Bird Selicky, maybe? Or, oh, uh, yeah. Wait, uh, wait. Tom Selick or Burt Reynolds? Yeah, you know yes. what? That's what I was th- I was trying to think. <laughs> I was like, who's the other guy? And I'm like, oh, that's why I can't think of him. Because why I've not combined both? Them both. Yes, both of them. Uh, I mean, even the title of the book, right? A spatial Delivery. Yeah, it's cute. Like, you know, uh, that's uh, hell, hell on SEO. But uh, hmm. um, like, yeah. It's, it's got a little wink in it. Yeah, I'm charmed. Yeah. yeah. You've charmed me, Spatial Delivery. Like, the expressions on the the bear people yeah. are, like, very human and very, like, mm-hmm. warm and goofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, too. Like, they look <laughs> like they're here to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're down. Yeah. It is also interesting the way that they are the ones facing us so that, like, like it is their uh, expressions that are easiest for us to see and yeah. like try to make a story of because like mm-hmm. like the one bear is carrying the guy yeah and the other bear is like gesturing towards him <laughs> it's just like i was like i don't know like what is he saying he's like would you like to buy this one or is he saying <laughs> like and then he fell out of the sky and now he's our god or like <laughs> what is he saying i don't know um yeah i will I, so here's what i hope this book is about mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i hope that john tardy I don't know what's going on with the Dilbians, but I hope that John Tardy, uh, I, I hope that it's like a screwball comedy. Yes. And that like, like, like class or like just, I mean, straight up rom-com that like people have been told that John Tardy is in love with 
Miss Tyler Mork. And by the end of the book, they're in love. Like, that's what that's what I want from this book. Yeah, that's kind of like what I was thinking. Well, when I first read the first page, the, the first time when I read it wrong, and I thought that he was shy, and that he did like this girl mm-hmm. named Greasy Face, I was just thinking like, that's adorable. Like, good, you know? I I liked the idea that, um, you know, like, just because everyone calls someone Greasy Face uh, doesn't mean that they aren't on the romantic scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, yeah, on on next read through, when I was like, oh, okay, no, like they're they're not already a thing. So he's not endeared to her face, mm-hmm. which is greasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, well, I hope by the end of the book, you know, they work it out. But maybe <laughs> not. Who knows? Like, uh, I mean, I'm I I definitely think it'd be fun if it was a rom com. If if main character and uh, potential love interest don't work out. Maybe the main character in the bear alien could fall in love. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm open to anything. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say the, the setup of you just got here and we told everyone that you're in <laughs> love with this other person mm-hmm. for diplomatic reasons yeah. does really work for me. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, also like, uh, um, I mean, if we could talk to bears, I'm sure they would say like, you all look greasy to us. Right. Mm. Like, Without, That's without a good fur point. on your face, you're all a little weird. Uh, I do like also the idea that like he had the language hypnote into him, uh, but I guess also he had like <laughs> extra tapes on uh, nicknames or like where did he pick up that her nickname? That's like she already has a nickname. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is a thing that did pop up in my small amount of research. Oh. Is that all the Dilbian names are that kind of descriptive thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, so like. His name in like to the Dilbians is half pint posted mm-hmm. because he's a small guy who came in the mail. Mm-hmm. That's cute. And so I looked at some of the other names and like, you know, there are humans who get names like Little Bite and Pick and Shovel. And then Dilbians have names like Hill Bluffer and Sweet Thing <laughs> and Streamside Terror. Ooh. And Streamside Terror has a girlfriend whose name is. Boy, is she built. <laughs> These Dilbians have taste. See, that's, yeah. It is funny when, like, I, I remember someone just, like, you think about, like, oh, like, like, like our names don't mean anything. And you're like, well, actually, like, if you will go back enough, you know. Um, but uh, I, I guess what I was thinking about, uh, about the line about the nickname for the missing Earthian girl sociologist came from his lips automatically. Like, so uh, imagine you're going on a business trip to France and you're you're listening to like how to speak French, you know, uh, while you sleep on the Concorde. This is historical, of course. Hmm. Uh, would that tape of French also include like, and you know, the the way to address like this person, like the the one other human being, uh, or that's kind of weird in France. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're surrounded by French people, and there's well, one other human being. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to go back, so like you're flying to France. Also, France is populated entirely by ventriloquist dummies. Uh, like, this is just, dark stuff. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the, the the like how to speak Dilbian that also included like, oh, the nickname for this person. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, of course, I don't want to pick uh, nits with this. It's easy to imagine that like he also got a briefing. on Yeah, this I think included. he may be. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I'm 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 into this setup. I don't know what's going to happen. The page makes me feel like there's nothing. Uh, there's no like 
fireworks necessarily for me in reading this page. Like I didn't read this page and go like, wow, I just have to reread it for like the, the language. Or, you know, it wasn't that. It was just like, okay, like he can put together a sentence. The story is moving. Like that fourth paragraph that contains like all of the information you need almost. Hmm. Like, like he's not from here. He came from the Belt Stars. He had the language hypnote into him. There's a missing Earthian girl sociologist. Like, okay, go. Like <laughs> now the story can start. Like that, that, that was very rushed, but like it, 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 it worked for me even so. Like, even though I could see, like, the, the mechanics of the, the writer being like, okay, this is what you need to know to get on to the next part of the plot. Uh, yeah, it all worked for me. I will say, like, the phrase, the missing Earthian girl sociologist, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that girl is in there to communicate to us that, you know, she is female and it's 1979. And don't and worry, to- this book is not, it's, it's not going to be like that don't, yeah. if you are worried about, you know. Yeah, but I do, like... I can't help but read the phrase girl sociologist, like girl detective. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where like, I'm immediately thinking like, okay, the plucky young sociologist here to explore this alien planet all on her own. I mean, uh, it's interesting because I like, I kind of had the opposite thought in that, like, in terms of like, whether or not it's, uh, I, I whether or not it's going to end up being somewhat progressive, I guess, because my thought was, I was thinking about, um, you know, I, I've listened to some of the other podcast episodes and every time in like a sci-fi or fantasy novel, like the first introduction to the girl who's going to be the love interest on the first page is like, she was physically perfect mm-hmm. and talk about breasts. Let me tell <laughs> you, if you like breasts, have we got a girl for you? <laughs> and I loved that our introduction to this girl who I'm, I am really hoping is a love interest because of this is like, oh yeah, she's like a, a sociologist. Her name's Gracie Face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, get it, girl. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm really, it would be great if this is like one of those British style comedy romances where the two leads end up being just the two hugest dorks possible. Yes. I like, I hope they're just some average looking weirdos and personality wise and they mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, hit it off. Yeah. I have to say, like, John Tardy is a, a, a good name for, like, a, a British hapless protagonist. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Ty Lamork is a, a, probably also a good name for a love interest. It's just, like, a little odd. Yeah, I can see it. Like, I don't know, Lamork. Like, I kept looking at that. I was like, are we sure that's a C and not an E? Like, just like Lamork, that hard, mm-hmm. that hard cut ending is uh, somewhat off-putting to me. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a goofy little name. Yeah. Like, it immediately makes me think pigs in space for some <laughs> oh, reason, just like the right. phonics of it. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it could be La Pork, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, are there any particular sent? Like, um, sorry, uh, Hannah, I know that you uh, are an artist, but do you do any writing? Mm. Um, I mean, I, I know, I've written some fan fiction <laughs> in my day. <laughs> um, like, is there anything on this page that makes you feel like, like, oh, like, here's a clever little trick or... Like a writing trick? Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking. I mean, you know, I'm not, uh, what's the word? I'm not always the best at using words to describe words. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I Overall, I guess I'm enjoying just, like, the phrasing and stuff on this mm-hmm. page. Like, the, the way um, 
that even just like the description of the um the pipe and the emptying of the pipe mm-hmm. is I, I think the the sentences to me have kind of a pleasant flow to them, I guess. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying uh he knocked his devil of a pipe out in a hand carved bowl of some native Dilbian wood where the coal continued to smolder and stink only slightly less objectionably than it had before. Like it's it's long winded, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. I like it because that's how I tend to mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. What's well, interesting? I, I was just looking at that, and also like his introduction, like the right honorable Joshua Guy, ambassador <laughs> plenipotentiary to Dilbia, was smoking tobacco in a pipe, an old-fashioned and villainous habit for such a conservative and respected gentleman. That's like it's a mouthful. I, I don't know how many clauses that is, but like you get a lot of information there, right? Yeah, and I, I see. This is probably why I shouldn't be a writer because I enjoy. I'm like a sentence <laughs> like that. I'm like yes. Yeah. Let me just yeah roll all over on this. Big old sentence. Mm-hmm. Wrap myself up in it. Yeah, I am also a fan of the like gratuitous use of syllables. Yes, mm-hmm. I. Me too. Like it's a bombardment. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm great at parties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like, so I was just going to point out that like that first sentence is a mouthful, and it tells you like, it tells you a lot. Like it gives yeah. you his title. It tells you what he's doing. It tells you how to feel about <laughs> what he's doing. That it's old fashioned and villainous. And then it tells you, like, even it just like comes out and tells you, like, he's a conservative and respected gentleman. But then <laughs> in another, we, we get another description of him, which is uh, in the sentence, sorry, said the dapper little diplomat. And just like the, the, just the comparison of like the very long sentence and that very short, but like also kind of nicely assonant in a way. Yes, yeah, a sonically pleasing little sentence. Yeah. I would love to be described as a dapper little diplomat. <laughs> Yeah. Someday. Yeah. We can all dream. I also like the way he, like, that, that, when, when he says, what I said was that, naturally, uh, as soon as we knew you were safely drafted for the job, we let out word to the Dilbians that you were deeply attached to the girl. I love that naturally. <laughs> just like, mm. yeah. Well, yeah, I like the, also at the end, just in love with her, in fact. <laughs> like the sort of, um, yeah, yeah. blithe, um, it's, yeah, it's definitely, mm-hmm. I guess, an affected manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing which I enjoy from uh, from a character, you know. So yeah, I'm vibing with it. It's also like not at all, um, like he's not ashamed or embarrassed or apologizing in any way <laughs> to this guy yeah. who he's putting in this position. He's just like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, this is what we did naturally. You're in love with her naturally. Yeah, like it's it does a great job of like simultaneously communicating that they're not on the same page. And also that Josh guy does not need to give a shit because of his rank. <laughs> and like it tells you exactly what the relationship between these two guys is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope the book is as good as like, you know what I mean? Like we're speculating and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting really into this. I'm vibing with this, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, what if I read the book and uh, it all just goes really downhill from here? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I will say one, one edit I have uh, for Gordon uh, in the sentence, the fumes from the pipe made John Tardy cough and strangle. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we need and strangle. I feel like. Yeah. But then I read about him and I heard, uh, I learned that uh, the, the author had asthma. So now I feel like. So now it's on you, asshole. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. He's putting himself into this. And yeah. Oh, oh man. It'd be cool if the earth athlete has asthma, mm-hmm. but because mm-hmm. of advances in, you know, technology, he's still able to be like a you know, super hardcore mm-hmm. Earth Olympian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a, like, yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel like it's come up before, but like the depiction of asthma 
like depictions of stuttering uh, in, in, say, Stephen King novels, uh, where it's like kind of an acceptable uh, issue to, to saddle a kid with and sort of say like, well, like either it means something or it's something that they just have to like natively overcome or learn the trick of getting rid of rather than like, well, I don't know, other people making uh, allowances for them. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I would read on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, time to pick up the omnibus, uh, the right to bear arms. Mm. Arm bears. Right to arm bears. <laughs> I hope the title, I, I hope the cover is as good as this cover art. Let me drop it in the chat. Are, are, you, are you looking at the, the the Bane books cover? Yes. Okay, I don't know where the chat is. Dang it, Zoom. Huh. Uh, Spatial Delivery is an expanded version of The Man in the Mailbag. Oh. Again, pretty good. Pretty good titles. Now, I have to say, this cover to me is far inferior. hmm Yeah. Yeah, it's much more literal in terms of the title, The Right to Arm Bears. hmm But it lacks all that sort of joyful sci-fi weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it lacks the magic and the charm of the original. Even the font is like kind of a... It, it is a, 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 a font... Or or a, a title pattern that Band Books uses for some of their other stuff. Yeah. You know, like, that's got a little bit of that sort of chrome shininess to it. Oh, yeah. Very late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, it, it, it doesn't have that soul. Yeah. I will say also, the, the plot summary that I am reading mm-hmm. uh, just says, like, <laughs> basically that uh, uh, Tardy, John Tardy, learns that things aren't quite as they seem on the planet or with the situation. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a rom-com uh, as, as I would wish it to be, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'll have to read the, the full Wikipedia summary and get back to us mm-hmm. and let us know whether or not we should read the book. Yeah, that's always funny to see like what things get like full workups and what things are kind of stubs. Um, Wait, was there something else? Ben, you had... Yep. Did, did, did you have another uh, interesting factoid you wanted to share about this book? Uh, that was the boy she built factoid. <laughs> okay. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think, overall, we're all positive about this, and we're hoping for something a little comedic. Yeah. Like, it was a page that didn't immediately grab me, and, like, it was only on... Mm-hmm. My second or third reading where I like got the gist that comes in like the last third. It's like, okay, here we have two space diplomat guys seen this. Like we did uh, literally just talk about this exact concept for a novel with someone else for a different episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But like getting down to that lower half where we have, again, the like artificial romance narrative and also, I'm a sucker for people getting programmed with languages <laughs> and like topping that off with having someone be named Greasy Face. Like, okay, I think this actually has something to it that I can dig into. Yeah, meaty first page, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Sorry. Okay. There appears to be a Gordon S. Dixon also. Uh, oh. Maybe the R is necessary. Uh, hmm. And. Uh, Gordon R. Dixon won. Uh, yeah, he, 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 yeah, he won a few Hugo's, best short story, best novella, best novelette. Really, really, won 
all over there uh, with length. Um, nothing. He was really prolific. Yes. For someone I've never heard of. That's got to be a pain sharing your name with uh, someone in your exact same field who's mm-hmm. winning awards. Oh, no, wait, that was uh, uh, Gordon uh, R. Dixon, the person who we're talking about now. Oh, okay. Oh, nice one, Gordon. Gordon S. Dixon. Uh, you know what? I wonder. Oh, his middle name was Rupert. Uh, I wonder. That just came up in my library when I was searching. Mm. I wonder if it's sometimes like things get misfiled. Uh, you know how librarians are. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's probably a, a joke about how many of our friends are librarians. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Add one to the list. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's a just occupational hazard of uh, uh, people who like role-playing games. Oh, yeah. It it seems to be not uncommon. I was thinking of Dougal Dixon, uh, if you guys are familiar. I know that name and I can't think of why. Uh, Have you heard of Man After Man? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. What a weird and wonderful book. Fascinating and horrifying. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Speculative biology illustrator Dougal Dixon is who I think of when I hear the last name Dixon. And uh, yeah. Uh, a very creative individual. Oh, (laughs) yes. Okay. (laughs) We'll have to cover that in our uh, all illustration uh, (laughs) podcast. Yeah, there you go. All illustration special or or a side cast. (laughs) I will say, if you're driving a car, feel free to pull over and check the picture on Dougal Dixon's Wikipedia page. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to do it right now. So. Oh hey, hey, it's we've come full circle, wouldn't you say? Hmm. I mean, if you ask me, this is oh. this is dangerously close to um haunted doll territory. Oh, okay. <laughs> unless thought, we, unless there's another picture. No, oh, uh it, it's him next to some alarming statue. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm assuming that's a tiny Dougal Dixon on like a biomechanical throne. I was going to say, it almost looks like there's a thing. It looks like there's hands, which also is the cover of spatial delivery. Hmm. Uh, like some bit being carried by a living creature. It's all coming together. Uh, okay. Well, any final thoughts on <laughs> uh, anything that we've talked about today? From uh, people named Dixon to possibly semi somewhat comedic uh, science fiction? Uh, I will say the... Um I was introduced to the book Man After Man when I was in high school and like a friend just dropped by with it one day and it's, you know, completely bizarre and like heavily like body horror oriented weird futurism. And I've always been on the lookout for it ever since. And it's super expensive. Yes. Because they can't reprint it because he got sued for essentially being too close to the other guy who draws stuff like that, that whose name I just forgot. Oh, I didn't know that part. I knew it was like out of print and really expensive, but I didn't know. Barlow? Huh. Barlow? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you can find PDFs of man after man on the interwebs Mm -hmm. and, um, they're fucking insane. Mm -hmm. So if you are into that sort of thing, you should look at them. Maybe not before bed. Uh, but, there, there's something to see. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, on that note, uh, Hannah, where can the people find you? 
Uh, yeah, if uh, if you'd like, I am on the podcast uh, Dames and Dragons. It's a D&D uh, actual play, 5e podcast. Um, you can find us at uh, damesanddragons.com uh, or on whatever podcatcher you may be using. Um, so, you know, it's goofy uh, and it's storytelling and it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, and then uh, if you want to follow me, I'm uh, Thistle Beetle on Twitter and I do art. Uh, does that d- d- does that name have any uh, meaning? Yeah, I I mean I I I like beetles. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, um, but uh, it's kind of my thing. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I like beetles and I like um, plants and nature. And uh, there's this one beetle I was kind of thinking of when I made it. Um, I think it's called like the handsome fungus beetle. Ooh. That's like I'm gonna look it up and make sure I'm right. But it's got these crazy spikes. I'm going to see if that's it. Oh, it's a different one. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of fungus beetle. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's got spikes. But yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Like thistles. The handsome fungus beetle is also very cute. Yeah, I mean, the handsome fungus beetle is great. But the one I... Uh, I have to remember the name. It has some... Maybe it has some crazy scientific name that's like you know, got devil in there or something, but mm-hmm. I'm going to just, I'm going to give myself a quick spiky beetle Google. That's what I would like. How did the handsome fungus beetle get its name? Is it? Yeah. I could have sworn it was some sort of fungus beetle, but you know, the world's a big, crazy place. Uh, um, relating back to the last time we had you on, uh, discussing fears, for some reason, the phrase fungus beetle seems to, uh, get under my skin hmm yeah i I mean it's a it's a combination of words isn't it Mm -hmm. oh there's a pleasing fungus beetle well if you like fun names uh i think um uh butterflies is really where it's at but oh yeah got some uh, good ones yeah um oh i had a whole list uh oh gosh Uh, we're frequently visited by a pandora sphinx moth so oh yes you love to hear it I'm still hunting for this beetle. This is going to drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is probably man. the most, the most often a tangent we've gone during the <laughs> closing plugs, but I'm here for it. I mean, I just got to know now, or, you know, I'm just like, it's going to haunt me and I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to be able to eat. I'm just going to be thinking about this beetle. Well, you know, I'll get back to you. I'll find it. I'll yeah. send it to you so you can enjoy it. Yeah, I feel like, um, uh, like uh, again, uh, related to the last time you were here discussing things that are, like, scary to kids. Whereas, like, uh, if there was a book that was just about a guy who uh, couldn't remember something <laughs> and, it, and it was driving him <laughs> crazy, I'd be like, yeah, that's terrifying. I've been there. That's a, that's a good one for those of us... <laughs> Yeah, in our, uh, you know, late 20s, honestly, and later. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, more uh, more relevant fear. <laughs> I feel like kids, you know, they don't remember something. They're just like, eh, it's fine. You get older <laughs> and you're like, this is brain damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, uh, on that note. to function. <laughs> uh, why can't I find this list of funny butterfly names? Oh, you're looking for that, huh? So you're on your own hunt. Yeah. 
Whereas I'm still trying to find this lawsuit that I was sure was a real thing. And can't <laughs> all right, well, and then I'm going to keep looking for this beetle as long as we're, you know, as long as we're all pursuing our dreams. Thanks for joining us on Dark and Stormy Nights. I've been your host, Ben Blattberg, and you can find me on Twitter at InCatastrophe. And I've been your other host, Finn LeBate. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Reciprocity, and you can find the games that I write at mrreciprocity.itch.io. For show updates, corrections, and occasional bouts of actual research, subscribe to our monthly newsletter at monthly.darknightsreads.com. For everything else, follow Dark Knights Reads on Twitter or visit darknightsreads.com, and we'll meet you back here next time, weather permitting. slowly fade us out as we're uh, <laughs> as we start screaming uh, maybe yeah. I already have uh, funny butterfly I'm going to make these notes for our uh, show notes funny butterfly Spiky names beetle uh, black and purple Let's see what that gets me how is it not here yet what if this beetle was like a hoax and I've <laughs> been like I've dedicated my whole aesthetic to a beetle that never truly existed I feel like that would be on brand. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that has the, like, the pleasing, like, Borgesian uh, structure mm-hmm. of, like, like, you thought you were uh, mimicking something, but really you were bringing it into being. Oh, man. Uh, the tulpa. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm digging it. Um... <laughs> what a world when you can't find a beetle when you need one. It's like. Uh, okay. I used a lot of these names. Okay, I wrote, what was it called? Okay, if so I open up this folder, I bet I could find the image saved on my computer and then I could reverse image search it. And then <laughs> and then Google will say something like, it's in your house. It's right behind you. 
Well, you've you've always been this beetle. Um, That's a fun little metamorphosis reversal. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, I can remember just one part of this. Oh, chamomile shark. Wait, that's a butterfly? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I can't. I ha- the problem is I have this list and some of them are actual butterfly names and some of them are things I've just made up. Oh, like, no, it is. It is. Uh, is feathered gothic one or did I make that up? I Ooh, remember. I well, the chamomile shark is very cool looking. Uh, I'm going to look up feathered gothic now. Yep, it's it's real. That's uh, a really good name, too. My God. How about uncertain? The uncertain? Just wait. It's just the uncertain. Yeah. Okay, I'll try. Uh, is it a moth or is it a butterfly? That's a good question. Uh, I'll try moth. Uh, okay. What the hell? Yes, it's just called the uncertain. Whoa. <laughs> That's metal as hell. Is it a list of? Gosh, where did I get these? I don't know. Remember where? I, I I think it was literally just like it was some place that had like here's a list of funny species names. Uh, I think they're all like they're they're UK, like English and Scottish. Uh, um, flounced rustic. Oh, <laughs> love when things man. are flounced again. Oh, I found it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, didn't mean to interrupt, but I finally found the beetle, and I I found the image of it. So I'm going to reverse image search. I had to dig through my folders full of pictures of beetles that I have on my computer, but I I got there. It was deep, deep in them. Obviously, none of this needs to go in the podcast, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm delighted. Okay, let's go. Upload an image. Can I click and drag? Yes, I can. Okay. Oh, it has, it, okay, that's interesting. This does say handsome fungus beetle, but, okay. So what it is, it's the Cacodamon auriculatus. Dang. Um, I'll send you a photo. I'm I'm still wondering if this is real, but uh, let's try. Oh my gosh! Oh, and that first image is quite quite nice. Oh, that guy! Oh, like iridescent. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm. Morning stopped. <laughs> <laughs> we hit the end of our recording. Nice.